You know, Pastor Stacy and I planned this series of sermons called Reset uh, long before the events that took place recently in our capital, and yet it seems so fitting for this to be a season as we start a new year, as we see things like the vaccine for this virus on the horizon, that we reset where we are as followers of Jesus and as the church. Pastor Stacy kicked us off last week with a message about how resetting involves refocusing and specifically how Saul and Ananias had their sight refocused by God. If you haven't heard that message yet, I encourage you to go listen to it on our podcast or watch the entire worship video on our website or Facebook page. And this week, we'll turn our attention to how resetting also involves reassessing who we are and what we've been given by God to live out the reality of God's kingdom in our world today. I want to share with you a passage of Scripture that makes this point for us. And after I read it, I want to invite you to affirm that it's God's Word for us. I'll say, this is the Word of God for the people of God. And you say back, right where you are, thanks be to God. Would you listen now? as I read God's Word for us from Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 12. This is what it says. We have many parts in one body, but the parts don't all have the same function. In the same way, though there are many of us, we are one body in Christ, and individually we belong to each other. We have different gifts that are consistent with God's grace that has been given to us. If your gift is prophecy, you should prophesy in proportion to your faith. If your gift is service, devote yourself to serving. If your gift is teaching, devote yourself to teaching. If your gift is encouragement, devote yourself to encouraging. The one giving should do it with no strings attached. The leader should lead with passion. The one showing mercy should be cheerful. Love should be shown without pretending. Hate evil and hold on to what is good. Love each other like the members of your family. Be the best at showing honor to each other. Don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Be on fire in the Spirit as you serve the Lord. Be happy in your hope. Stand your ground when you're in trouble and devote yourselves to prayer. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As I watched the events unfold at the Capitol this past week, I was struck as all of us were by the rage and violence that we saw bubble up and over. It was disheartening frightening, gut-wrenching. And I'm reminded, though, of something Pastor Stacy said in her message about refocusing, to see where God is at work, to look for and be attentive to those moments where the light is shining in the darkness, to see where God gives us a glimpse of good. And so I notice things like 
the senator's aide and the two staffers who thought in the midst of the chaos to secure the boxes containing the electoral votes when they were evacuated from the chamber. Those women secured the sanctity of our presidential election and ensured that our democratic process could proceed. And I noticed that after all of the insurrectionists who had laid siege to the Capitol were removed from the building, I saw that even in the wee hours of the night, our Congress reconvened and finished their work and certified the election and restored a sense of assurance that our nation can rise above even this. Oh, and then I saw the story of the U.S. Representative Andy Kim from New Jersey. I don't know if you saw this story. There was some pictures that came along with it, but you know, Representative Kim is from New Jersey, uh, was first elected in 2006, uh, 2018, re-elected in 2020. He had not been in the chamber of the House. He was over in their offices when the Capitol was stormed. But after all the rioters had been removed, he came over to the Capitol building to participate in the debates. And when he went into the Capitol rotunda, he saw all the debris and the damage that had been done. The place had just been ransacked. And in response to it, uh, Representative Kim went and got trash bags and started to participate in cleaning up the room. The story says that he spent about an hour and a half on his knees filling up trash bag after trash bag to try to restore some sense of order to that room. And then after he had done that, he went into the chamber of the house to participate in the debates that were going on. I read this quote from him. I was just overwhelmed with emotion. It's a room that I love so much. It's the heart of the capital, literally the heart of this country. It pained me so much to see it in this kind of condition. He went on to say, as a representative, I feel blessed to have this opportunity as a son of immigrants to be able to serve in Congress. Democracy to me is this place of opportunity that is affording me a chance to do something extraordinary. I thought it was a striking example and symbol and sign of hope and good, even in the midst of all the damage, chaos, and pain. And I was talking about that with my oldest son, Jake, uh, the other day. And I was sharing how impressed I was by that. And, and he was too, but he said, Dad, if I went to work, he works at the Chipotle down here in Brookhaven. He said, if I went to work and the Chipotle had been ransacked and trashed, I think I'd do the same thing. I'd go to work helping clean it up and restore some sense of order to that place where I spend 
my time. I appreciated so much that he connected with the emotions that were demonstrated by Representative Kim. In many ways, we're, um, we're reassessing where we are as a nation right now. And I've heard it said that the events that happened at the Capitol, that's not who we are. But the painful truth is that I think it did expose perhaps our greatest and longest held blemish on the heart of who we are and our identity as a nation. And in this moment, as we reassess who we are as a nation, we also reassess who we are as a church, who we are individually as followers of Jesus and what God has given us to be the church in the world in this moment. It's a time to reassess what defines us and how God has designed us. You know, there in Romans, Paul assesses the church and calls us a body, a body that has many parts, like a divine Mr. Potato Head. And he says that as these parts of the body, we belong to each other. And God has given us different gifts according to God's grace at work in us and among us. Gifts like prophecy and service, encouragement, leadership, giving, leading, showing mercy. All of them are vital to the body of Christ being fully present in the world. And where my heart has been drawn in these scriptures this week is seeing that just as important as the gifts that are named are the means by which we've been given to employ them. Paul names, as he goes through this list, which is not an exhaustive list of all the ways that God gifts us to bless one another and to bless the world, But he goes through the list. He names along with all those gifts things like passion and devotion, faith, being cheerful, giving with no strings attached, (laughs) loving without pretending. It's these kinds of things that are why I so deeply admire Representative Kim who chose to discharge his duties as an elected representative of the United States in the Capitol Rotunda by getting down on his knees and grabbing trash bag after trash bag to clean up what he said was the heart, the home, the seat of the democracy that had given him such opportunity and changed his life. Now, as Kim names that capital rotunda as the room that is the embodiment, the symbol of democracy, I think about the fact that there's something even higher than our representative form of government. For us as Christians, we're citizens of a bigger kingdom, the kingdom of God. 
and where we might be tempted to then think about the place, the seat of the kingdom of God being the temple or the church or the sanctuary. I'm reminded of something I did a bit of a deep dive in for my dissertation, which I give thanks to God. I've completed and submitted and now only have to defend. But my work around the church building and use of it took me to the passage of Scripture about the temple in Jerusalem, especially the moment when Jesus was crucified, because the story says that in that moment, the veil that covered over the holy place inside the temple where the Ark of the Covenant was kept that represented God's throne, that meant God is here. It was where they knew God's presence to be in that building, in that room, behind that curtain, that when Jesus breathed his last, that curtain was torn in two, opened wide. God's presence would no longer be defined as being in a building, but would be in and among God's people everywhere and anywhere that we are. Thank you, God. So just as Representative Kim was drawn to give of himself, to assess what he had to give and then put it to work in that place that represented for him our democracy, so you and I have an opportunity now to reassess who we are and what we have to work with, what we've been given by God, and to employ those things in the seat, the house, the home of God's presence in our world, in us, in our hearts, and among us as the body of Christ. Representative Kim said he saw that place and his heart was broken. His democracy had been attacked And he responded by helping to clean it up. He didn't respond with a speech or press conference or legislation, although he said there's a need and there's a time for that. He grabbed the trash bags, got down on his hands and knees and went to work cleaning up. For you and I, seeing now where God's heart is breaking, We have gifts and an opportunity and the Holy Spirit of God, which we can respond in this moment with and serve with a Holy Spirit. The hurting and the marginalized around us. Seeing the images of Representative Kim on his knee helping to clean up the mess brought to mind for me someone else who got down on their knee to bless and make a difference. I'm thinking about Jesus on that night before he was arrested, when he gathered his disciples around the table, got down on a knee, got the basin of water and the towel, and washed his disciples' feet, served them, and then told them to do the same for each other. Now is an opportune time for a reassessment of who we are in Christ and what God has given us to work with. 
we can employ our giftedness to bless the entire body and do so in faith and devotion, with passion and cheer, with no strings attached and filled with love. And then Paul goes on and calls us and this reassessment to hate evil. If you're affiliated with or supportive of, even passively, a group or an effort or an organization that's promoting hate or violence, please stop. Hear the words of Paul that call us to hate evil and to love good, to love each other like family. Hear the words of Paul that invite us to be happy in our hope, to stand our ground in trouble and be devoted in prayer. And these are troubling times. They aren't our first and they won't be our last. And whether it's this moment for our nation or a moment that I have or you have in our own lives. In troubling times, Paul calls us to stand our ground. Or maybe better, we could say it in the example of Jesus, to kneel on our ground and on a knee to serve, to love in faith, to have hope in prayer to stand our ground of love, to know the hope that gives us happiness, to excel at honoring each other, Paul says, and to be devoted to prayer, which is why that image of Representative Kim down on one knee, cleaning up the trash that had been left behind by those insurrectionists, by those that had come to do damage and cause chaos, his response was to serve, to love, and to take care of that special place. And on this weekend, when we remember and appreciate the ministry and impact of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in our nation, in our own lives, as we're mindful of the stark contrast of his intention, his effort, and the way he went about his work against that of what happened in our nation's capital. We remember Dr. King's example. And I want to offer now this prayer from Dr. King for our nation as the close of this message.